Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Where to Go. I'm James Atkinson, brand manager at DKI Witness. And I'm Lucy Richards, senior editor at DKI Witness. And uh, we're doing a bit of a sort of special episode in between seasons today. So we've just ended our third season by talking to the wonderful Kate Mann. Yes. And, um, and we are going to be starting our fourth season very, very soon and more to come on that later. Yeah. But uh, we thought we'd just delve into some of our own travel plans uh, alongside some very special guests from the DKR Witness team today um, with travel sort of well, well and truly back on the agenda. Finally. Hooray! Hooray! So, you know, as borders open up around the world, we thought it was time to just look at what travel plans we're making, where to go, which is the name of the show, right? Exactly. And- Bang on brand there, James. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, and just answering a couple of your travel questions too. You know, we put an ask out on social media um, and on our newsletter and have asked some questions and wonderful listeners have sent in some brilliant uh, yeah. brilliant questions, which we're going to attempt to answer. Fingers crossed. Yes. We do some good ones. Um, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, we'll have the help of some of our editors to do so. As yes, well. so. exactly. So James, where are you planning on going in 2020? two then right so i'm actually going on friday <laughs> um so pretty soon ah. um uh i'm going to antwerp in belgium cool. yeah i mean um i'll be honest i didn't know much about it before um <laughs> so the the long story of uh, long and short story of this is that me and a few friends had had a cycle ride planned for may 2020 um taking the eurostar and obviously it got cancelled yeah. and uh long story short we've ended up with some Eurostar tickets that we've really had to use quickly so yep. we we sort of picked a picked a town and uh have just gone for it and uh Antwerp is actually I've been reading up on it uh, quite a bit this week it's um it's the world's diamond capital that's not why I'm uh-huh. going um <laughs> not planning on uh, buying yourself uh, a lovely sorry, diamond ring sorry to my partner um, <laughs> unless i'm bluffing maybe maybe it'll be a surprise um but yeah um uh but it's actually quite a cool cultural hotspot so um there's a few really interesting music uh museums there's a museum about european 
emigration to America. Yes. Uh, which sounds really interesting. Um, there's some cool sort of like fashion and flea markets there as well. I think it's got a kind of student vibe as a town, which um, which will be quite interesting too. Cool. Um, and yeah, so that's my immediate travel plan. So this isn't because um, you often do cycling trips with your mates. This isn't a cycling trip. This will be more kind of cultured and eating and boozing and... Yeah, as I said, we intended to use these um, uh, these Eurostar tickets to try and go cycling at some point, but yeah. then we just couldn't predict in March so that the weather would be would work, and we were running out of time to actually use these tickets too. So, um, but you know, I'm hoping that yeah, it'll be a fun sort of semi lightly boozy weekend uh, with friends in a European city, which is basically well, one of the one of the major things that i've missed really yeah um, i totally agree what more could you possibly want those uh, those are the highlights of life aren't they absolutely and there's belgian beers there of course Even which better. is yeah absolutely uh but my dream place to go this year will come as no surprise to you and it is northern spain <gasps> san sebastian yes. bilbao um and i believe you can guess the reason for that in terms of um yes uh, I, i'm guessing that was our basque country episode with wonderful marty barkley oh my goodness i mean i have been looking up flights and stuff on a weekly basis since we recorded <laughs> with Mar- marty uh listener if you haven't heard that episode marty is incredible yeah um uh she talks so passionately about it and it I've been to Spain before. I've been to different cities in Spain, but I've never really been to the north. It's always been on my list. And uh, Marty kind of pushed it right forward there. So I'd love to go to San Sebastian, try the restaurants out. Um, I'm excited about the food, but also just, you know, the the kind of hiking walks, like the countryside as well. I think she really sold that side to me as well. So Absolutely. um, That sounds wonderful. Well, Marty will, I'm sure, take you for a vermouth somewhere. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, Marty, if you're listening, um, get ready. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and how about you, Lucy? Where are you planning to go this year? So I think we we probably will come on to this later um, because I've had a little look at some of the questions that have been sent in from listeners. But I am going to Italy in a couple of weeks' time. So I'm going to Florence and then on to Rome. So that's kind of my immediate spring trip, which um, I'm just so excited about. I feel like Italy's having a moment um but also italy is just always a good idea um you can't really go wrong can you You can't because you've got the food and the drink and the architecture and the art and the language and the shopping and it's just wonderful sort of dream dream trip i'm 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 swinging between two and they couldn't be more far removed from each other i'm swinging between nashville yep and bangkok Ooh, interesting. So Nashville, I know you worked on like a local Nashville. We obviously had a really fun episode with Libby as well. That's right. In yes. the last season, um, who Libby was Callaway, fantastic. Yes. Uh, like yes. kind of really took us around. Um, but Bangkok, where, where's that come from? Um, a... So to be totally honest, my best friend has moved to Bangkok. So the of appeal course, is that yes. I will then have a personal tour guide. Um, Shout out to Poppy. Big shout out to Poppy Pops. Hope you're listening. Um, but um, I, I mean, I've never really been to Southeast Asia. I've been I've been to Bali, 
and I've been to Singapore and that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, that's that's a lot more than where I've been to in Southeast Asia, which is nowhere. So that's, uh, <laughs> okay, that's, good. I've only been um, to Bali and Singapore. Oh. Yeah, I know. I, know, yeah, I, I did sound really um, smug then, didn't I? Sorry. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm cringing. Um, yeah, so I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really, really keen to go. I think I just know that we're sort of enter, about to enter the really hot season and the monsoon season. Mm. So I'm sort of thinking Nashville will probably be better in June time and then... Bangkok might be more December or even January 2023, which is mad to be thinking about 2023. Um, but, you know, this is what life's all about. So it's nice to book in these trips and catch up on what we've missed. We're, we're always thinking about publishing in 2023, <laughs> yeah, exactly. etc. So we may as well <laughs> plan our holidays that way as well. And yes. I think, you know, we've got to make up for a lot of lost time as well, haven't we? So exactly. why not plan, exactly. more, plan more holidays? So, yeah, I think that... Um, that all sounds great. So we're going to now speak to a couple of our um, our team here at DKI Witness and find out a little bit more about where they're going in 2022. So uh, we are delighted to be joined by Elspeth Baders. Welcome, Elspeth. Hello. Hi, Elspeth. It's uh, great to have you back on the podcast because, you, Lister, you may have heard Elspeth talk uh, on, on a few of these before. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to uh, quickly find out uh, Elspeth's uh, sort of dream destination for 2022. So, um, uh, Elspeth, where, do you, where are you planning on going to? Uh, so this year I'm planning on going to Provence in France. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> lovely. It's a classic. I mean, my first like kind of, it's a classic. I mean, the the the, the every, anytime someone mentions that, I keep on thinking of like the 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 purple fields yes. and stuff like that. Uh, yes. Um, and then I think immediately to my stomach and think of food and drink <laughs> as well. So <laughs> ticking all the boxes. And uh, and and the big question is why? Why would you want to go to such a place? Um, well, obviously, the food and drink, as you say, is a massive draw. Um, actually, what has motivated me this time, though, is I really wanted to go on holiday somewhere by train. So trying mm-hmm. to ah. cut down a bit on flying, um, yeah. reduce the yep. carbon footprint. So looking at where I could get trained to, basically, um, weighed up a few options. There was an amazing route through Italy um, to Sicily, where the last bit, the train goes on a boat <laughs> to get to the island at the oh, end, wow. uh, which sounded amazing. That sounds amazing. <laughs> but a little bit far. So I think for first first try, um, going a bit closer to sure. home to France, and I thought, where else but Provence? All the food, all the beautiful landscapes, and yeah. the sunshine. Oh, yeah, I mean, wow. Do you have like a particular place that you're aiming for then in Provence? Um, yeah, so getting the train down to Avignon and then just um, a little place in the countryside um, about an hour away um, and just hunker down, read some books, do some walks, go for some bike rides. That sounds delightful, <laughs> Elspeth. <laughs> yeah, that sounds wonderful. And, uh, and you know, quite like how long is that going to take by train as well? Yeah. Um, it's not actually that long so i think from london to avignon is about eight hours all in so actually i think like when you factor in getting to the airport checking in etc etc it's probably actually about the same amount of time um so yeah yeah train from london to paris and then paris straight down to avignon and what time of year are you planning on heading there uh september so hoping to avoid the crowds i think sadly that means we'll miss the lavender but 
yeah, fewer people. Yeah, fewer people and lots of lovely autumn colours and glasses of wine. Exactly. What more could you want? <laughs> so, El- Elspeth, why we have you, um, you obviously edited our wonderful cycling Bible ride. Um, and we had a listener, Sherry, write in and ask us a question. We thought you'd be the perfect person to answer it. So Sherry asks, what are the best bicycling trips in Europe that include fabulous food and wine? Very important question. Um, I'm imagining Provence might come into this. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great place to start. I mean, I think anywhere in Europe, essentially, um, everywhere's got their own regional special- specialities. Um, but specifically wine and food, so... I think there's the Fiorona in France, so that's in southern France, and that goes through mm. Chateau Neuf de Pape, so obviously big wine mm. area there, and then there, I think it goes through Lyon as well. So it does, yeah, massive gastronomic capital of Europe, pretty much in a way. Exactly, lots of food options there, um, and then where else? I think. Tuscany is a great option. Anywhere in Italy, I mean, pasta and cycling are the perfect complement for each other. Um, Tuscany, you've got (laughs) like the Chianti region, so lots of good wine there. Um, And then I think the other one I'd say is the Danube Cycleway, which goes from the Black Forest in Mm. Germany to Budapest in Hungary. So it is a very long ride, but you can do shorter segments of it and that goes through the wine region in Austria and what I think is the best bit about this ride is obviously all that delicious Central European cake that you can eat along the way so lots of great food uh, there I was, gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say like you start off with like Black Forest Gatto and end up with Borscht right exactly <laughs> best of both worlds that sounds amazing and and quite a few of those rides are, are, are actually in ride as well aren't they yep yep they're all in ride so look in there if you want if you want more inspiration i mean like i say i think any of any of the europe rides in ride would um, would be good for good food and wine absolutely So next up we're joined by zoe rutland one of our wonderful project editors welcome welcome hello zoe, zoe. hello it's great to have you back on the pod yeah for the second second year isn't it Second year in a row, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, a regular. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so Zoe, tell us, where are you planning on going this year? Well, in my when I joined you last time, I was just staying in London for the summer. Yep. Um, but seeing as I haven't left the UK for two years, yeah. um, there are a few places I have in mind for this year, but I've actually just recently booked my next trip, my first oh, yeah. trip. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to Amsterdam at the end of April. Oh, great. Um so yeah, going there for about four days, I think. Um, so yeah, as much as I've been craving sun and sea, um, I've not been to the Netherlands and yeah, can't think of anything better than each, eating waffles and mooching around <laughs> art galleries and yep. pretending right. pretending like I'm going to cycle down the canals, but probably be too scared <laughs> to get on a bike. And how how much of this was inspired by, because uh, you've worked on our like local series, Zoe, so yeah. Amsterdam was one of the titles. Was that one of your titles? or It wasn't, but having oh. booked it, um, I've realised that the last day that we're going to be in Amsterdam, it's the King's birthday, which okay. uh, the Like a Local informed me about. And apparently it's the day when uh, everyone across the city comes out for concerts and flea markets. And I think they dress in orange. So I feel sure. like it, I've kind of hit the jackpot as well 
as well as it being tulip season in the Netherlands. Mm. Um, So I've just finished working on Gardens of the World, which is uh, which is actually due out next month. Yep. So seventh of April, I believe. Yeah. So I feel like um, I've got all this knowledge that I need to put to good use. So hoping to see some beautiful blooms across the city. Um, Maybe go outside of the city to see them. Not sure yet, but yeah, I feel like April seems to be a really good month to go. Yeah, just like with spring is sprung um, mm. and kind of combining the like a local garden side of things, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you fought long and hard about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Combi- yeah, combining all of my knowledge and all of the team's knowledge has been, it's been good. It's a pro and con of the job, isn't it? That mm. you, you know, you read about these places all day and you, but you you know we're not going to them every day but then at the same time when it comes to planning a holiday actually they're amazing for them planning our trips yeah and the rest of the team are because lucy you're due to send me some brunch spots that i should go to that's mm-hmm. right thank you for reminding me i will do that for amsterdam <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah i was gonna say it's uh, uh I, I guess uh listeners might be surprised that some of our editorial team haven't been anywhere in two years but it's because we haven't been able to necessarily exactly. go anywhere in two years. Yeah. So we've got a couple of uh, reader questions. Um, uh, so um, some that we thought we'd tackle with you, Zoe. Um, mm. Mainly because of your expertise in uh, doing Like a Local. So I know you worked on the Like a Local Tokyo Guide. And uh, um, I believe you've worked on a couple of our Italy titles as well. Uh, I'm working on Like a Local Florence at the moment. Ah, yes, yes. So our first question comes from Vittorio and he says, hello guys, congratulations on your gorgeous podcast. Here's my simple question. Which month is best to visit Japan? Well, I guess working on like local Tokyo, um, going into it, you kind of think that cherry blossom season is going to be here, there and everywhere. But Mm. it was quite surprising to um, read copy that focused on like the more autumnal seasons Mm. um, lovely like fiery reds and and oranges that you get across the city's parks um so yeah i think i think it's around november that there's like the autumn leaf viewing season i also think that you know going to see it in the autumn not only is it beautiful but you're getting you're not get getting as many of the crowds that you would get in cherry blossom season i think yeah um you know trying to find a place to picnic under the cherry blossoms is so difficult and uh, so yeah, it's kind of it's a good alternative, but obviously cherry blossoms are beautiful and plum blossoms yeah. uh, mm. are also pretty big in spring there. Um, Definitely, yeah, yeah. And in, in kind of looking up this question, I kind of went back to uh, our episode with Lucy Damon, um, mm. uh, the wonderful Lucy Damon, who also wrote for like a local Tokyo, and what she said, which was just avoid summer. <laughs> was the main gist of it it gets far too hot um it's quite sticky uh, i think she was quite concerned that the olympics were being held in the summer as well at that yes. point um uh but yeah i think she was she spoke really really highly of autumn and and also winter as well she said the air was like really really fresh so yeah i think uh that that's a really good tip and she speaks a lot more about that in uh in episode two of our second season if you want to go revisit that so moving on we have another question that we wanted to tackle with you zoe while you're here that question comes from john park and uh he asks can you recommend a small town to visit in italy that is traditional and not too touristy somewhere authentic with reasonably priced accommodation and restaurants preferably not 20 miles along a dirt track so i uh, when i was like thinking about this i uh immediately thought of tuscany and i think that's because you're going there 
Is that right, DC? Yes, I am going. <laughs> I'm going to Florence um, in just under two weeks' time. I think we're, we're very much staying in Florence and then we're getting a train to Rome. But that said, I mean, I could have very happily have then just stayed in Tuscany and essentially wound my way around lots of Tuscan towns and villages mm. sipping Chianti. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basic. Uh, that's basically the way this question took me was like those kind of like Tuscan towns, villages. Um, uh, watching the Stanley Tucci <laughs> Italy documentary probably like kind my, of was on my it's mind. It's like as my well. safe space that show. <laughs> it really is. It's just um, he's just wonderful, and all the food and the passion and you know just all the locals and each city is so distinct and I, I i i actually booked italy before searching for italy came on iplayer and um i'm feeling like i've hit the jackpot i've got all of these you know recommends from stanley ducci oh, i mean yeah my stomach is grumbling at the thought of it it's, uh, <laughs> um but yeah zoe did you have any uh so some of the places that i'd written down for this and looking at eyewitness DK Witness mm. Italy as well, uh, were San Gimignano, which is pretty famous, home to the big 13 towers. That's a really famous one. Lots of people go there, but affordable accommodation is available and it's super beautiful as well. But like nearby, I'd, um, I, I was really taken by the descriptions of Montalcino. Um, mm -hmm. So Hilltop Village in the heart of the Tuscan vineyards, home to Brunello, one of Italy's finest red wines. Um, uh, and there's lots of sort of wineries inside the city, uh, the, the town's fortress. Um, and then Pienza as well, which I think features in one of our cycle rides in Ride, but um, uh, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, um, uh, sort of redesigned by Pope Pius II, who was born there. And... Um, uh, it's kind of used as a blueprint for like kind of renaissance villages across Europe. So those were my quick recommendations. But did you have anything else, Zoe, that you wanted to? Yeah, well, I've actually been doing my own research on this because like Lucy, I want to escape to Italy sometime this year. <laughs> um, and yeah, that kind of <clears throat> that Tuscan vibe is uh, what I want to go for. Um, but I would say that um, a few of the contributors that I've been working with uh, on Florence Like a Local... Um, have suggested that actually San Gimignano is starting to become quite tourist-led mm, and attracting mm. a lot of crowds. So as an alternative, they suggested San Donato. Uh, so it's roughly 45 minutes from Florence. Um, and it's the kind of hilltop village that you spy kind of winding your way in a car. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, kind of like scarf blowing in the breeze, that sort of thing. Um, and then when you get there, you've got little streets and they all, I think they all lead to like a cobbled piazza um, and that's the place where the locals kind of go throughout the day to gossip or watch the football. So it all feels very local, very relaxed, um, but without the crowds that some of the quote-unquote more quaint Tuscan towns sure. um, yeah. are now kind of... Uh, are now getting? Yeah. 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 I think San Gimignano is kind of, yeah, it's kind of come up hasn't it and it's kind mm. of like uh become famous as an as a nice example of those tuscan hill towns and that influence is spreading too so i think that's potentially a really good shout zoe um yeah yeah do uh let us know john park if you manage to make it there and uh where you go and um uh and if our recommendation was good hope it was um yeah, yeah. and uh massive thanks to you zoe thanks for your recommendations today no worries Okay, so next up, we are delighted to 
uh, welcome a pod a pod debut uh, for, for the first time today um, uh, to the wonderful Bella Talbot, um, who's our brand executive here at DK Witness. Welcome, welcome Bella. Welcome, Bella. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm oh, very it's lovely. excited to be on. Well, at last. Yeah. At last we've got you on. Yeah. Exactly. It took some convincing, <laughs> yeah. but you have, we've dragged you onto the podcast. Um, but yeah, Bella, we want to find out where you're going to go or where you want to go this year. So this year is a bit different for me because normally I am like a complete city break kind of girl, like a yep. your standard culture vulture. I just want to go to museums and I want to walk around and I'm that friend who's like, guys it's 9am you know we're wasting the day we have to go now yeah um, I'm not saying you have a schedule you yeah have an itinerary. Well, I'm not saying you, uh... minute by minute but I'm saying I have things that I need to take off I need to do them and you know why would we take public transport when we can walk and see more of the city and yes. stop at right. every cafe yeah. go yeah. to every bar um so <laughs> it's the kind of holiday when you come back you feel like you need a holiday from your holiday yes yeah. so exhausted right. Yes. Okay. Okay. So this year is a bit different because obviously with the pandemic and everything, I haven't been out of the country for two years now. Um, I've been living in London. And I think what I really need is just absolute switch off kind of break. Like I, I feel almost guilty saying like, all I want to do is lie by a pool, but all I want to do is lie by a pool. You don't have to feel guilty, Bella. It's fine. <laughs> no, you do, you, Bella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I just, so, yeah, this is the year for it. So with all yeah. that preamble, I think the place yep. for me is the Greek islands because, yep. yeah, because of that sound, Lucy, that's exactly why. <laughs> um, Be- it's just... Because where's better to lie by yes. on a beach or by the sea or by a pool? Right, like where can you have a nicer time? Like, like, I've never been, but yeah. it just... It just looks like heaven on earth, and um, that I. So you've never you've you've never ever been. No, I've never been to Greece at all. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I know. For someone that studied um, history and things like that, it's like probably should go. Um, I de- I know I'm going to enjoy it. That's the thing. It's not you know. I know I'm going to love it. Um, Absolutely. So I'm looking at the Cyclades, which is what people when you say Greek islands, that's what people think of. It's that white and blue villages mm. and it's the amazing sunsets of Santorini and yes. Mykonos mm. and that kind of place and um, I think what from what I've looked at what you get with the Cyclades is a lot of um, variation so you've got places mm. like Mykonos that are quite glamorous and you've got a bit of nightlife but then yeah. you've got a lot of quiet villages and sort of rural like a slow kind of life yeah which sounds great yes um and then you've also got places like Delos which is one of the uninhabited islands it's a UNESCO world heritage site and it's um it's just like lots of ruins and legend has it it's the birthplace of Artemis and Apollo so it's got that kind of like Greek legend aspect to it great um so yeah I think and I'm not gonna make a checklist I'm just gonna go, <laughs> and I'm just, just gonna go. Do with what the flow. I feel just like. Gotta go, go with, with the flow. flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I lie by the pool all day, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's okay. Fine. No one's judging. No, no one's, one's judging. like. Uh, no one's forcing you to do anything. Yeah, so exactly. A, Stack of books uh, beside you, Bella. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Cocktail Perfect. in well, hand. This- Lovely. 
one thing I know about the Cyclades, they've got the the Cycladic houses as well, mm. right? Which um, the, sort of like nice, like white domed kind of like yeah. almost caves in a, mm. in, a, in, a, in a way. Exactly, yeah. Um, which both look really, you know, good photogenically, but actually you can stay in some of them as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And they've got this sort of all these like winding little alleyways that again, you would have just seen all over Instagram. But um, it's kind of, I read that on Mykonos, it's because if they were being raided by pirates, it's kind of like <laughs> confuses them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. I thought that was quite cool. That's a good little tidbit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just, yeah, it obviously it looks like a place that would be amazing on your Instagram. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I mean, I almost just want to switch off my phone and yes. do nothing, yes. to be honest. And and yeah, I think, as you say, if you've lived in a city for the past two years and you've been confined to that city, to be somewhere with vast outdoor spaces where mm. you can just flop mm. and relax and detox from all your tech, I think, Bella, that sounds just what the doctor ordered. Exactly. And and if you decide to, like, you know, get back into civilization and stuff, it's right there. Like, you've yes. got, um, you know, especially in places like Santorini, there's, like, quite sizable towns, there's restaurants, there's culture, there's Greek food, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, and then, you know perfect for like kind of like exploring going for a drive and stuff without going too far away from from home as well so exactly yeah yeah and you know if if that old feeling in me of like I need to do a city break comes up then I could always fly into Athens and do a bit of Athens for like two nights yeah (laughs) great Great. like best of both worlds do your hyper itinerary plan and then just chill out afterwards that that totally makes sense actually bella we've we've had a a question that's very relevant to this from jay and so jay asks and this is i love this question Mm -hmm. jay asks my daughter is fixated on greek myths and is desperate to travel to see where they took place when would you suggest is a good month for a mini road trip She's not great with really hot temperatures, so I'm guessing summer may not be great. What do you think, Bella? That is a very good point because actually, <laughs> similarly, I've been in Italy in places like, um, you know, Herculaneum and Pompeii in yes. the heights, yeah, yeah. height of summer and, and there, is, yeah, no there shade. is no shade. No, no shade. Yeah, it's so exposed. I, I've been honestly, there too. <laughs> yeah, awesome. and then like you're just standing out in the open with like sun beating down yeah. and like listening to obviously really interesting talk but I remember there being people yeah people in the group were turning green and like sitting down because Brits I don't know if this is a British person but Brits we don't do that well in the heat no um I definitely don't so yeah it is a good question um (laughs) and you want to be focusing on the history right when yeah you want to be able to take it all in you don't really need yeah it's not the best time to have scorching heat definitely um so yeah I'd say April April and May would be good times. I guess April, you've got Easter, which is a big deal in Greece. So you've got quite a few events will be going down. Mm. May, you'll have really nice temperatures. Good for seeing, like, it would be pleasant, not too hot. You'd be able to see the ruins, I think, with no issue. Yeah. And I guess the country would be starting to bloom as well, Mm. which if you're driving through you know greek because often we think of greece we do think of the islands which you've just described Bella. Mm, yeah. but on the mainland if you're going on a road trip it'd be lovely to be driving through you know sort of flowering landscapes yes um, yeah, yeah. Abso- absolutely well it's it's funny i mean this is no coincidence i'm sure bella but like some of your advice has like chimed in with um what's written in our book where to go when yes. um uh which obviously talks about 
Athens in April. Yeah. Um, uh, and as you said, like big, big Easter celebrations. Yeah. Um, but also it not being particularly too hot. And I think Athens does get very, very hot in the summer. And um, it talk, uh, one of our recommendations in that book as well is Crete in May. And it talks about the lowlands being draped with colourful flowers, temperatures being mild enough um, to explore the playground of archaeological treasures. Yeah, because so. I think this is really nerdy. Prepare. But I think Crete <laughs> yeah, is where I think Crete is where the Minotaur, the labyrinth, it is. the Minotaur yeah. was made. Oh, cool. so that, would be, that would be really, if you're, you know, if you dig all the mythology that would be a really cool place to visit yeah and it's a and it's greece's biggest island as well so actually yeah. probably quite a good one for taking a road trip yes. and going across yes um so yeah uh so there you go jay let us know if you manage to go on your greek road trip and uh let us know all the like history and stuff that you yes, see please. as well we'd like pics and and enjoy and thank you big thank you to bella for your recommendation too thank you thanks for having me Um, the world awaits. Yes, and but yeah. we we do. And on that note, actually, we have a question that you and I wanted to answer yeah. um, from one of our wonderful listeners. So our final question that we're going to be tackling today um, comes from uh, Shansang Wang, and um, uh, they ask um, the kind of question that I mean, I've I've kind of picked this question out because we've been asked it quite a bit. Um, uh, yeah. in our sort of outreach to listeners and their question is has COVID made it impossible for any travelling experiences even after we get back to the new normal as I say we, we were asked a couple of questions around COVID regulations around like um, mm. what to do we are not 
experts. We do not like, um, you know, we're not the policymakers, and we also don't no. have a crystal ball as well to like see what happens really. Um, but um, my kind of general thought about it is not at all. I mean, I think uh, I went on a cycling trip to France. Uh, I did the Canal du Midi in sort of November time, and it was beautiful and really, really pleasant. Um, yeah. There was there was extra forms to fill in. Uh, you had to do a passenger locator form at the time. We I had to do a test coming back into the UK as well. Um, yeah. And uh, in a lot of places, uh, we had to show our kind of barcode to show that we've been vaccinated too. But yes. all I'd say is like you know all the information is there. Um, check your your yeah. country's guidelines, the country you're going to's guidelines. Um, but. In the same way that you would prepare to like have your boarding pass, have your seat, have your, um, yes. you know, be ready for your trip, get your travel guide, obviously, a um, <laughs> little bit biased there, <laughs> um, uh, you know, just just kind of make sure you have all your paperwork lined up and you'll be absolutely fine. Um, yeah, it's yeah, and it will be it will be absolutely worth it as well, even if it requires a bit of research, as you say, James. You do that anyway before a holiday. Yeah. Check check country's websites make sure that you've got everything you need but it will be worth it after two years absolutely and a lot of these places you know they do want people to be coming back so you'll be doing your bit to support those communities absolutely and you know we, we we've it's been a long time since we've we've gone out and seen the world really and certainly the sense that i got when i went back on holiday when i left the country firstly it's amazing to be on a plane again yeah, <laughs> I never really liked traveling by plane before, but it was really fun. Um, <laughs> um, I felt like a kid again. Um, but also, you know, everyone was super welcoming, um, uh, really, really friendly. Um, you know, it's it's a real novelty, and it only takes something like a pandemic to realize how enjoyable these experiences are, and how we sometimes take them for granted. I think absolutely. Um, yeah, so sure. yeah, I I would say you know do get back out there. Uh, lots of countries and cities have adapted and are willing to welcome travellers back. Um, I think, you know, we've covered this, tried to cover this in our DKR Witness Guides. Um, there's a lot more, lots of like outdoor recommendations in our new editions. There's um, outdoor dining has wonderfully become part of the norm now, which is brilliant. Um, you yeah. know, it's not just Italy. You can do it in most places now, uh, provided the weather, obviously. Um, yeah. And, key. you know, it's, it's also a chance to, all of our lives have changed during lockdown, but, you know, take on some of the good stuff as well. If you've been walking and hiking in lockdown, if you've been, I don't know, doing a cookery course or a language course or something like that, this is your chance to like get out there and do it. And, um, you know, I think uh, there will be some restrictions around the world for um, maybe the next year or two. As I say, we don't have a crystal ball. We can't predict it. Uh you know things may get worse they may get better but take the opportunities you can to travel um certainly worthwhile um have you got anything to add on that lucy (laughs) i think you've summed it up i think you've summed it up perfectly i think yeah as we say it's been a difficult couple of years don't be put off by you know doing a bit of extra admin and doing your research just get out there with your travel guide and just make the most of being able to have these freedoms back again because who knows what the future holds so just 
get out there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, whilst you're getting out there, why not uh, share your experiences with us as well? So you can do on social media at DKI Witness. And, you know, we this is the first time we've taken reader questions on, on the podcast. Um, and it's been brilliant to hear from you. I'm really sorry we haven't been able to answer them all. Um, no, no. Uh, maybe it will tackle a couple in our in our new season which is coming up pretty yes, soon that would be good that's a good yeah. idea and yes we you know if you have any questions in the future do reach out to us at uh, uh sure. the email address is travelguides at uk.dk.com um but yes speaking of season four very excitingly uh, i can confirm that our first episode is going to be in los angeles so yes, we're, go- we're going to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> that was said in the most I'll, British, unenthusiastic way possible. <laughs> we are going to Hollywood. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, so we um, we're really excited. We're going to uh, be speaking to Javier Cabral there, who um, is really, really known for uh, his love of tacos. But mm-hmm. listeners, look out for follow us on social media at DKI Witness to um, you know hear more about when that episode will be coming out. And you know, in the meantime, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me. And thank you very much for listening. See you soon. Where to Go was produced by the team at DKI Witness and the wonderful Julia Baker. It was presented by James Atkinson and Lucy Richards and mastered by Johnny Coddington at Bottle Rocket Recording. For more information about DK Witness, follow us on social media at DK Eyewitness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness. And don't forget to please like, rate, review and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcast. Your support means so much to us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 